Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And this week, we are reacting to a Reddit thread about new underrated cards. So we're going to go through the comments, we're going to talk about the cards, and then we're going to give it an upvote or downvote in Reddit fashion uh, mm -hmm. to see if we, we like these underrated cards. Uh, it's the fabled three-man podcast today. Uh, Phil and Seth are away, busy doing things. So joined with me today is Tomer, Budget Commander. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I love looking at hidden gems, so this is right up my alley. Krim, the Asian Avenger, on a one-hour power nap. <laughs> How are <Yep>. you doing? <laughs> Yo, uh, I, I had a very good one-hour sleep, you know, to celebrate my favorite holiday, which is Halloween. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, I, now we have to deal with all the Mariah Carey and all the Christmas music. Start yeah, Merry Christmas. Which, uh, yo, I, I will like, tell you, I, I went the morning of Halloween to Target and, and Costco to buy some candy. Halloween was already cleared out. They already filled oh, it with Christmas man. decorations and everything. I'm like, yo, Halloween hasn't even happened yet. I'm trying to buy some last minute stuff. Dude. They're fast. Wow. Thanksgiving Dude, has happened. <laughs> Mariah Carey is just so like at the at twelve oh one was thawing out of ice and just ready to start singing. <laughs> yeah, like so. I, I I'm not Christian, but and I love I actually do love Christmas, but I kind of wish that it only started in December. It feels like just, November first is a little music. bit early for it. For the it's Christmas, just music. the music. It's it's time to start consumerism and buying. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Richard, the Codfather. And uh, we will be going through Reddit's underrated cards today. But before we do that, uh, today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing work associated with buy listing. Their curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value $1 more, and you pay just a 5% service fee. And you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed. You can get 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. So thank you, Card Conduit, for supporting today's show. And uh, let's hit up Reddit. So the thread we are mm -hmm. looking at is literally titled New Underrated Cards. And we are going to start off with the most upvoted comment, 46 upvotes. A Reddit dorkly says, in singleton format, getting an extra use out of any card uh, is a bonus and should not be underestimated. Sort of once in future is better than people seem to think. Hmm. We talked about the sword before. Uh, let, me, let me pull up the sword for you guys. It's a blue-black sword. Uh, so three mana. You equip it, pro blue black, plus two, plus two. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, surveil two, then you may cast an instant or sorcery with mana value two or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that spell would be put in the graveyard, exile it instead. Hmm. Played in 1% of decks according to EDH rec. Mm -hmm. Underrated uh, or doo-doo? Krim, you designed a blue black sword for us. <laughs> yeah, what do you yeah, think about this blue black sword? <laughs> I, I, I think this card is hot garbage. It's like hot garbage. I, I don't know. I, I, I still downvote this. I, I do find it. Yes, before anyone you know yells at me, I do know that there are a few decks that this can go in. Right, mm. like it's fine in some decks. Like let's just say like Narset. The, the the four mana one with prowess mm -hmm. you know getting to cast your one mana whatever it doesn't matter back just to pump is fine uh i played it in my questing beast deck that we filmed in uh C commander clash because i get additional fogs as a way to just when i swing with questing beast i prevent all the damage that would be dealt to my creatures but mm -hmm. also still all the deal all the damage that i would deal so, but yeah, like there's a few niche decks, but I, I'm sorry. It's just surveil two and then anything two or less that's instant and sorcery. It, it, like maybe if it were at least like, I don't know, a, like a, a permanent or a just you may cast anything hmm. or play anything that'd be fine. But like, it's just an instant or sorcery. It's just not good enough. I totally agree. It's a very narrow card. Like a lot of the swords don't really ask too much of you other than dealing combat damage, like sword and uh sort of feast of famine just untaps all your lands, or sort of fire and ice just draws you cards and deals two damage. This one specifically requires you to have 
instances and sorceries, mana value two or less in your graveyard. And you need to have a critical mass of that. If you're if you're swinging with a sort of once in future and you don't have one in your graveyard, then this it basically the combat trigger is almost useless. So like yes, it is useful in a handful of decks. I really like an Intetsuo Imperial Champion. That's my favorite home for it, but it is incredibly narrow. So I think it's rated you know it's not it's not underrated <laughs> yeah. it's just rated it's one percent and that sounds about right <laughs> it's possible it's overrated i don't possibly I, yeah i can't actually. even think i can't uh it's it's so different like what is a deck that's just full of like one or two mana spells that you want to cast randomly because usually they're storm decks or something right or you're just like trying to pop off with them you're trying to breach with them this is like you're casting it for fair every turn you got to hit with combat uh, if you're playing like a Voltron deck or something, like that's kind of useless. And I don't know, it, it it sucks. What what do you count Surveil Two as? Is that a draw one? Like people say, like Scry Two is draw one. Is this a this this fuels your future sword hits <laughs> to then get something? You know, like, is this true. worth anything? You have to fill your deck up with so many spells that just. Like, uh, yay, I get a cast opt again, right? Like, like you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't it, think yeah. Surveil is, is worth that. It's not It's not a card, that's for sure. It's like a yeah. quarter of a card, maybe half a card, oh, maybe, if we're being super generous. Triple triple downvote on the most <laughs> top-rated <laughs> comment. Well, actually, it's a two-parter. I think this one might pull up that comment. Uh, Runes Guard Demon came out a long time ago and still claims a decent price. By comparison, Hoarding Broodlord is definitely undervalued at the moment. So Hoarding, hoarding Broodlord is an 8-mana black spell, triple black in its casting cost. 7-6 Dragon, Convoke Flying. When an ETB search library for a card, exile it face down, then shuffle. For as long as that card uh, remains exiled, you may play it. Spells you cast from exile have Convoke. This card, I do agree, is criminally underrated. Uh, I think this card, it's at 2%, right? Uh. Which is like, I, I, I think this card, okay, maybe not criminally, but I do think that it is an underrated card. I think this card is very strong. Uh, I think this whole set, Mar although I can't remember the name of it, March, I think this was March, right? This is March on the set symbol is. This set, I've said it before and I'll say it again is loaded with commander gems between fairy mastermind all the pre-con stuff hoarding broodlord all these cards are like dirt cheap underutilized and all pretty damn good hmm. uh, it, it, wait if the broodlord dies can you still cast the thing from yes. exile yes but you lose the uh, convocability you lose a convocability uh, right i think i think this card is and I also rated. I feel like you really want to be in a go wide deck. Like it's not not enough to just be like, oh, it's prosper, rabble, rabble, prosper. Because like you have just prosper on the battlefield, and then you're you can tap prosper and then pay seven to do the hoarding broodlet thing. I don't know. I don't think that's worth it. I think you need to have like a good chunk of creatures on the battlefield for this card to be good. And otherwise, no. Wow. You sound like a Runescar Demon hater. Yeah, <laughs> when was the last time you put Runescar like, Demon you, in your deck? <laughs> I don't know. You you just need a random Durly creature, and then this is already Runescar Demon. But it's even better because the the spell you cast could be convoked as well. Yeah. So like, if you are a Runescar Demon believer, then I think hoarding Broodlord is a straight upgrade. I mean, of there, yes, there's some situation where you get Wrath or something, and you're at seven mana and you can't cast this, but usually. You can convoke this out. Uh, it's also a dragon, which may be more relevant than a demon. Uh, but yep, I think Rootscar Demon's at three percent of decks. So I, I, I think this should be above Rootscar Demon yeah. easily. Like, like this, this card. Yeah. you don't need to be a go wide deck, right? Because I think if you can just convoke this, make it cost two less. That's already six mana. Then, like, even like obviously you could do even more than that, but like. There's there's a lot of things that you could do with this, and then if you if you're playing cards like Opposition Agent, all of that, uh, you get to then play these cards, right? Yeah, 
If you're a gold Y deck, this card is absolutely cracked, right? You're just yeah, like, free yeah. tutor. Cast a thing like I tutor for for free, right? Yeah. You're like, uh, that's disgusting, right? So yeah, yeah, it's cracked in a gold right and a gold Y deck as well. My favorite home for it is the least reverent medium. It's an Orzov tokens deck, and it just poops out a lot of spirits. Uh, spirit creatures and then yeah what you can just tap those spirits and have a hoarding a brewer and then cast a thing for free essentially it's really good all right i think we ended up at two up votes one down vote so, so the, <laughs> the good news the good news about three-man cast is there is no chat gpt tiebreak <laughs> so yeah we, we we are controllers of our own destiny today it's off of uh next comment next top level comment 27 upvotes from Earthen Heart picked up a feast of the victorious dead for my Alendra the Dusk Rose deck. Such a great card for any Aristocats uh, deck in those colors. So, uh, feast of victorious dead is Orzov. So white, black, two mana enchantment at the beginning of your end step. If one or more creatures die this turn, you gain that much life and distribute that many plus one plus one counters among creatures you control. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so. Let me get this straight. This is just a one-one counter if a thing or more dies, or is it for each creature? So for dies? one or more creatures. So, it's just so, one. You, so yeah. So for each creature that died, you will gain a life, and you'll get a plus one plus one counter to distribute. Okay. So wait, 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 wait. if one or more creatures died this turn, yes. you gain that much life and distribute. Oh yes, yes. So yes. yes, this triggers once for the number of creatures that died on your turn. Then yes. I, and, and for two mana, I, I think that Feast of the Victorious Dead, which is, okay, if, if we are reading this right, you will get a life and a 1-1 counter for each creature that has died this turn. If that's the case, this card, I think, is under like underutilized. Orzov is the colors where this is like perfect for you to sacrifice things. Uh, and like, you know, whether through tokens, aristocrats, Unfortunately, that's like pretty much all Orzhov decks. So it goes in every Orzhov deck. Hey, life gain is a thing too. Which, yeah, sure. Which <laughs> still plays kind of like an aristocrat deck. So yeah. I I actually agree that this is a little bit underrated. Like I wanted to say my gut instinct, 2% sounds rated to me. But then I looked at the top commanders and a lot of the, like like Krim said, a lot of the aristocrat decks in Orzhov they care about sacrificing things, but they also care about plus one plus one counters. So you're doubling up on the goodness. Elenda the Dusk Rose is a good one. Felisa Fang of Civil Quirrell and Brimaz Blight of Arescos are all about like sacrificing things and then putting plus one plus one counters on things. So, I mean, this card is made for that stuff, but they're all like, you know, 12%, 13%, 10% of decks. I think that should be a higher number um, for yeah. those particular decks. If you care about aristocrats and counters, um, then it's very good. I think the set, by the way, is just like I think the set in general is underrated. Aftermath, March of the Machines, Aftermath just has like so many gems. It was just like a, a garbage fire for selling the product, but like there's so many good cards for very specific decks in this. I think this card is exactly rated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I so some aristocrats decks care about plus one plus one counters. Mm-hmm. But a lot do not, right? Like you're, you're you're like sacking your whole board. It doesn't matter if you're like stacking plus one plus one counters on a blood artist. Like it doesn't really matter. For Alendra the Dust Road specifically, like she cares, right? Because mm-hmm. when Alendra dies, you uh, make vampires equal to the the power. So you you care about pumping her. So in that deck, uh, you know everyone should be running Feast of the Victorious Dead. But for aristocrats in general. I don't think so. And even like a generic Orzhov deck, like I don't mm-hmm. think so. Like you, you just want to be getting sack outlets and lots of Durly creatures. The life gain, I think, is irrelevant in a generic deck. Like your aristocrats things are gaining life already. Uh, so very specifically, aristocrats, Voltron type decks where you're trying to stack up plus one plus one counters. This works at 2%. I think it's aptly rated. Uh, but you should definitely be running it in Alendra if you're if you're mm-hmm. not or I Alenda. Think, I mean, yeah, Felice is also really good because when you sacrifice it, if it counts the number of plus one plus one counters on the sacrifice creature, and then it makes that many two one ink tokens. So like, the more counters on your stuff, the the better. Um, but yeah, 
Yeah. So two one upvote. Yep. Upvote. So up. Up, up we go. We upvote it. Uh, next comment. Uh, RT Livin at 19 upvotes. Make an example. This card is so insane it blows me away uh, when most people don't know or run oh, it in every yeah. black deck. Okay. Make an example. Four mana sorcery. Each opponent separates the creatures they control into two piles. Wow. For yeah, each opponent, they you do. choose one of those piles. Each opponent sacrifices the creatures in their chosen pile. Yeah, new commander. Do. By the way, I've never that read card this is... card in my life. What? Wait, no. I played <laughs> Why it. is this good? I played Why it on 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 Clash. One percent of decks. D- did you? Yeah. I didn't read it at that time either. I <laughs> didn't read it. That's, that's new Kapena commander is just a black hole in my memory. I swear, I just don't know that these cards existed. Okay, I... so the opponent makes the pile. Yeah, and then you choose the pile that goes bye bye, and it's a sacrifice. So it's factor uh, fiction for Eden. Indestructible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so sick, dude. Hmm. I love this card. Is it? I, I <laughs> fully agree that this card is underrated. Right? It's in one percent of decks. I think this should be like two to three percent at the least. Hmm. Uh, and then on top of that. Like, yeah, this plays real nice in a lot of black decks. And maybe y'all already know this. I'm an edict supporter. Mm-hmm. This I'm an I'm a huge edict <laughs> supporter. And I love this card, right? Because this is potentially two to three edicts. Depending how big the board is, the opponent then mm-hmm. has to make the piles. And the one thing I've learned from playing modern and all of that is trust that your opponents will make the wrong pile. <laughs> like and then I mean uh, if this is underrated who's used to making creature piles of their right. deck <laughs> they'll probably screw it up <laughs> like, I, right like like I actually agree with Krim I think this card is actually gas like so the problem is that if you, if your opponents have like two really good threats you're always going to kill the best one but then the other one is going to live if they did their pile correctly right but you're going to do that for each opponent. So you're going to, you're, this for four mana is going to kill the best thing each of your opponents have. And then it's going to kill extra stuff as well. But it also doesn't hurt your board. So if you're doing like a damn, compared it to a damnation or something, yeah, damnation will kill everything, but it's also going to kill your creatures. So if you actually care about having your creatures stay alive, then this card is actually really good. So I actually like this card in decks with lots of creatures on the battlefield or creatures you don't want dying as well. Um, and I've, I've, honestly, it's a black hole for me in memory, but I think this card is actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> Upvote. <laughs> I think this card is doo-doo. <laughs> what is, what is the point of this card? So, known like Silver Sand, it, 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 it kills, known like, roughly half, and, like, of the, of the half, like, the, the, the best creature goes. Mm-hmm. But They're then the other bad. half remains. Yeah. So you you just did like four mana spot removal on everyone at sorcery speed. Yeah. Which so so you're telling just just white play a proper one-sided board wipe like kindred dominance or something. Uh, but play like a proper board wipe if you want, or play spot removal that lets you actually do things you want to do at instant speed. But spot like, removal... why play this conditional thing? It's it's like fade away or something where you cast it and like the thing you want. It is no. Let's, let's not just <laughs> not fade, fade away here. We don't have to bring fade away into the conversation. Like so, it can be good if you need things to hit the graveyard and you you like actually don't care what it is and you somehow need your creatures alliance. But like, what deck is that? Yo, this might be gas since this year. Actually, I need to. It, I'm I gonna think put it in, would uh, be gas. Put in an order real <laughs> <Hero>. quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, this. This is sweet across the board of a good amount of black decks, dude. Wait, 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 wait. You really don't like? Okay, actually, you know what, Richard? If I remember, you hated edicts, and you also dislike spot removal. You only like playing board wipes, so that you know what, it makes sense that you don't like it. But the one thing I thought would appeal to you is that this is not just. A piece of spot removal. A piece of spot removal takes the big thing, sure. But I'm talking about sheer, like, just, like, this takes away the big thing and potentially extra stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Like you're getting sorcery this... speed. Sure. So like if you were in a pod of three Voltron players, then by all means, make an example <laughs> of them, right? Because, you know, the, the sacrifice gets around the, the indestructible or the hexproof yeah. or whatever, right? So, so that's very good. But you got to do this at sorcery speed. And like, Kerb is right. It's just like a mega edict. And I, I hate edicts because you can't I really choose. Edicts. You get more choice here. <laughs> You hurt me, but Richard. Sorcery speed. You hurt this me on this day. We could be talking, but if this was instant, speed, it wouldn't be underrated. I think everybody yeah, yeah, would play yeah. it. This card, though, at yeah. sorcery speed, I think you just want to clean it up with a with like a board wipe or a one sided board wipe. Mm. Uh, then this like weird kill half the things, but at four mana still, it's not even like that much cheaper than a proper board wipe. I don't Prim. know. We, we gotta see this in action. You've, Maybe you've it hurt. plays a lot better than I'm thinking, but. I We're gonna have to make an example out of uh, yeah, Richard. I guess Richard's we'll creatures again. Yeah, <laughs> this is more than one spot removal. This is multiple spells against multiple opponents. I this is so good. Well, what if you just played damnation and just took the whole board? But then you like, you, you lose your the problem. You took the whole board. Yeah, you didn't leave your stuff. I like leaving my yeah. stuff, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's very good if everyone's running indestructible things. But then again, you still get got by Teferi's Pro. So <laughs> so the, the phase-out strategy still works here. I definitely want to try uh, it, yeah. but two upvotes right now, so. Okay, two upvotes. Uh, make an example, go into the top. Heck yeah. All right, Heck Ninja yeah. Doe. Uh, starts off with Tribute to the World Tree. I don't know if it's underrated. It is definitely not underrated. It's 8%. 8%. I don't think that's... It is obscenely overplayed. It's it's a new card, too. It's a new card, too. So I think it's like people understand that it's broken. Okay. The the second card in their comment was uh, Sandwich Steel Seeker has worked pretty well in my Gruel Golem deck. So Sandwich Steel Seeker, two green, one, two, human artificer scout. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. If you don't put the card uh, in your hand, you may put it in your graveyard. I love this card. So you get to draw lands off the top, essentially, or put them into the graveyard if it's not a land. I love this card. I, the only problem is that like, it's really good in artifacts, I think. Um, a it's really good in food. I think the food is actually where it's really, really best. It's just like green just often just doesn't do artifact stuff. I think more more recently, I think the card gets better and better because we just got Lord of the Rings and we got like a full uh, Wilds of Aldrain where green is big on food. So I think it's really good in a food deck. I think it's ideal in a food deck. It's just like it's card advantage. Like it puts a bunch of lands into your hand. And then if you have any sort of like graveyard self-mill strategy type thing then you have a bunch of gas in your graveyard like this card is really really good but it's just narrow you have to it has to be in like a deck that cares about artifact in green which is like kind of small but like even even in the realm of an artifact deck Hmm. i'm assuming this is still underplayed because even in the realm but but like actually think it's accurately rated because in, a, in in any kind of deck that wants this, hmm. even the because I know it's niche, even the decks that want it, why would they want this card? Because right, it puts like so many I don't lands think in your hand, they have land drops for days. It's like land tax. It's literally like the green artifact land tax, if I could say it that way. And then it also <sighs> fills your graveyard. Actually, so it's, it's better it's, than it's land better than land tax. It's not basic, so you can sure. yes, and snatch and it, all and of it, it fills your graveyard. And like obviously, a, a a nice healthy graveyard is a happy player, you know. But if you don't put it to hand, you no, put it's it a in, surveil, right? It's because, a surveil. So if you don't put it on hand. You put it back on top, or you can put it in the graveyard. Yeah. So it's a surveil on top of that. Yeah. This is this is basically that. The, the the dragon rage channeler thing yeah <laughs> right like no but it's, it's better because it, because if it's a land it goes into your you hand. get to draw land it, yeah. isn't it explore this... isn't it like what explore is no Ex- explore puts a plus one plus one counter but then you put, put yeah. it in the graveyard and then, and then right? you can surveil yeah so this yeah. is like explore instead of instead of plus one plus you don't get plus one plus one counter though. this this is this is cracked do you, do you need to be an artifact deck okay let's yes think. Yeah. So if if you okay if you play green, sure. 
are you playing mana rocks? So if you're playing mono green, obviously not. If you are playing like three color decks or something, four color decks, are you playing mana rocks? If you're playing mana rocks, that may be enough to do this. Treasures activate this. Mm-hmm. Um, Clues. So if you're playing if you're playing with red. You know, th- th- this works. If you're playing mono green, even stuff like old Nawbone. And remember, whenever an artifact enters the battlefield, so if you make 10 treasures, you're doing this 10 times. Mm-hmm. Um, clues, tireless tracker actually combos with this because it gets the land in hand to make another clue <laughs> tireless. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Phil doesn't play this card. Lonus, same Lonus, whenever you make a food, creature, you make a clue. Same wise games yeah. you whenever you make a creature, you make a food. Honestly, though, I'm looking this at... This may just be good enough. No? This card is really good. However, I am Great looking hand. at EDH Rec and like Samwise Gamgee, it's 48%, which I think is like, it's still too low, honestly. It's still too low. But like, I think people know that this is pretty good. It's just, you, sh- you should pump it up. Like Lotus, I think if you have a Lotus deck, you should put this card in. I just think straight up, you should just do that. Yeah. And it's only 25%. Yeah. I think it should be at least 50 but yeah. People don't need lands. This card I, I like so the bad. fact that it's a land. You can load up with like non-basic lands and stuff like that and, and still get this. So yeah, that's a that's a triple up. That's a triple up vote, right? This card is so sick. Uh I'm a down vote. Oh, well, you're like, a down vote? You're not a believer? We've never <laughs> okay, agreed. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I get like, yeah, like there's just the deck deck slots are thin, right? So like this has to be better than let's just say. I don't know. If you're mono green artifacts, you're wild. Uh, you, you're wild na- wilding out over there. But there's like other other things that you could be doing, right? There's even that the rare from uh, from this set, right? Or wh- whichever set, the elf when an artifact hits the graveyard. I, I I don't think this is worth it yet. Dang, I, I'm gonna try to force this like with solemn. I don't know, burnished heart. <laughs> like, no. like, I think, like, great hand. There's like these random green cards. Tireless tracker. Everyone loves to, like, there are these just like, sure. The staples that green plays makes stuff, right? So, obviously, if you're a food deck, this thing is cracked, right? But just a generic deck, there might be enough artifact synergies. If you're like 5C and playing Soul Ring, Arcane Signet, blah, 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 like, maybe this is just straight up good enough because draw a card or surveil. Is incredibly powerful, right? Or draw land or, or surveil mm-hmm. is incredibly powerful. All on a two drop. Uh, it's a one two. It's a human, I guess, if you have human synergies. Or it's scout and synergies. Yeah, I don't know. Or, you know, like if you're playing Sword of Feast and Famine or Sword of Forge or Frontier or something, I think there's just enough incidental artifacts to make this happen. So I'm going to try this and we'll see if this works. How convoluted you want to be. And you can even. Go super deep and play the uh, artifact lands, the indestructible ones. <laughs> if if or you can play the destructible ones if you're feeling extra saucy. I'm I'm not that that far into the <laughs> camp, but like if you're a food deck, clue deck, there's potential. Deck, there's there's potential here. artifact deck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also oh, wow. from the same comment, we have glimmer lens. A lot of new toys for my equipment deck in the Rebel Precon. Uh, glimmer lens. The Glimmerlands? Yeah, can I find Glimmerlands? So two mana. Mm-hmm. White artifact equipment. Four Mirrodin. When this ETBs create a 2-2 red rebel creature token, then attach this to it. Whenever equipped creature and at least one other creature attacks, draw a card. Equip two. I have Do this, we like Glimmerlands? I have it in my equipment deck. It's, it's very good in equipment, but like, it's narrow, I think. What about go wide decks that yeah, are not equipment fine. decks? It's fine. What, what are equipment decks? Like I mean, a Voltron deck, will you have a second creature to attack with? <laughs> like it has to be specifically a certain type of equipment deck. It wants right? to be kind of go widey. Yeah. I, I, it is weird. I mean, yeah, like an equipment deck has like maybe two bodies tops, right? At all times. Uh, if you're playing like a, an aggro deck, like a, like, I don't know, like humans or I don't know, spirits even, do you want an equipment? Well, it comes with the body. It comes with the body, but like. The body sucks. Yeah, the body sucks. The The go wide deck doesn't, I feel like the go wide deck doesn't want this, right? Because a go wide deck would then instead play like, I don't know, the, the land, right? The land from Lord of the Rings that does it. 
Uh, there's lots of other ways for them to draw if they're a go wide deck. That's easier to get, like, to trigger and to also not invest, like, a ton of, like, time and mana into. If I'm playing an equipment, I'd rather play a more powerful effect, maybe, like, uh, sort of body in mind, you know, like, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, you and, lost me, and, <laughs> Uh, like, any of those swords would, I guess, be... I think those swords are more powerful than Glimmer. And if those swords aren't good, like we can debate whether those swords are 20, 23 powerful or whatever. But like if those are under debate, then I don't think this card is getting picked over that in an aggro deck. So I think this is rated. I think this is probably overrated, if anything. Like, no. So when, when cards like this first came out, same with the, I think Minas Tirith is the land crim. Yeah. It's talking about you attack. Anything that requires you to attack with multiple creatures, I thought like, oh, that's easy. I have lots of creatures. In practice, they never pan out because you're like chump attacking and you're going to lose creatures. The The only case I see this as useful is like birds or something, something with like inherent <laughs> evasion. But even then I would have played in birds. But I have stopped playing like all cards that require you to attack with multiple creatures, right? Because one, you have to have multiple creatures. Like you, you need to not have gotten wrath. But two, you need to get through combat and you can't sack your team. Usually the way go wide decks work is you go wide, you overrun and one shot someone. Like you're not sitting there like chipping away and like losing all your chump attackers every turn. Mm -hmm. So I actually don't like this equipment and I don't like the land Minas Tirith. And I, I don't like anything that requires me to have multiple creatures continually attacking because it's hard to get them through. Like, at least Voltron, you can suit up your one creature and, like, keep it alive and give it evasion and, and let it go through. But to do that for multiple creatures over multiple turns is a tough ask. So I have started cutting all of those cards. So I think Glimmer Lens is actually overrated. You shouldn't put it in your equipment deck. I, I, so I agree that you need, you need evasion for these cards to work. Uh, there's also like an enchantment that literally does the exact same thing as Glimmer Lines. We also mentioned the land. There's even like Fire Main Avenger, a creature that literally does the same thing. It's like you need to attack with two creatures, then you draw a card. So like we have a lot of versions of this. It just matters like what card type you're looking for for this effect. But like, for example, Nihiri Forge and Fury is the most played commander for it. It's go wide equipment. Niali is go wide tokens. It gives them double strike. Othari is also like, it's kind of Voltron-y, but also go wide. I think those are all great uh, homes for it. Akiri is my c equipment commander, and it's also go wide equipment. Ishin is also like, you draw two cards because you double the attack triggers. I think there's home for homes for it, but yeah, you can't just like jam it anywhere, and you really need protection or evasion, or else like you're just attacking into uh blockers and then your creature dies and is that worth drawing a card no but yeah and you have to be like not in <laughs> <laughs> Wait, reconnaissance reconnaissance the one that lets sure. you untap your yeah, that's attacking evasion. creatures that's evasion like can you have to not <laughs> so, be like if you have or... disposal creatures just skull clamp them man like <laughs> no like, but then you lose like very creatures difficult. what if i want my creatures Whatever. You draw double the cards and you don't need a combat. <laughs> I think it's I think it's rated. It's not like it's okay. not underrated. Oh wait, was, was this was this a triple down vote then? Yeah. Yes. So I like the card vote. though. I, I running Kira, I'm happy with it there, but you don't it's one percent, then that seems correct. All right. Uh Lurks often. Green Sun's Twilight in Magus Lucia Kane. Turn after she comes out, I can hit it for five, six mana twice. So, Green Sun's Twilight. Uh, X Green. Reveal the top X plus one cards of your library. Choose a creature and or land from among them. Put those cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. If X is five or more, instead put the chosen cards onto the battlefield or into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Wait, so this is a... Tutor? So you put it into your hand yeah. if X is less than five, it's, creature or land, and X is five or more, you can put it on the battlefield or into your hand. It's yep. just bad Genesis Wave. Let's be real here. It's just bad wow. Genesis Wave. Like it costs a little <laughs> less mana, but like okay, getting... Genesis Wave is pretty good though. Is bad Genesis Wave still good? It's no? a fine card, but it's still three percent of decks, and like I don't know, it's just run Genesis Wave. Right, I guess Genesis you run both. Wave is... But it's a single. It's a single, right? It's a single thing. You get you get two things. You get a land and or a creature, a creature and or a land. 
Is it just like straight up worse than like Finale of Devastation or well, Finale gets Green Sun Zenith? But I mean, do you, did you really need the land, the land. creature? Like, was that oh. was that the difference maker to restrict your searching to the top X versus your entire deck? Downvote. <laughs> Isn't this over? This is three percent of decks. Am I missing something? Like, why would you do this? It's so you could you could do X. Look at the top six and drop an Eldrazi into play. You can cheat mana with this, right? But then you don't get yeah. the cast trigger on the Eldrazi. Okay, maybe, okay, I don't know. Like insert random dirtily ten drop and <laughs> cheat into play that it actually works. Like Nyx Bloom Ancient or something. Like you, you could theoretically cheat mana with this card, and that's why you do this. Sure. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, like it's pretty flexible, dude. It like it going up the mana curve. Uh, I I think that. And, like, you being able to just get it onto the battlefield, like, I don't know, make a green sun zenith. I guess so. Green sun zenith restricts you to green cards. Uh, Finale of Devastation is green, green X. That's anything. Is it? Is it anything? But uh, But it's graveyard or library. But 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 this is this is like like Genesis Wave does the same thing except it's all the permanents. You just be like all the permanents. Yeah, but they put them all on the battlefield, and it's great. But this, this is, is this bad. is, yeah. But this this is fifty cents. I know. Green Sun Zenith is like nine dollars. Right? How much is Genesis so, Wave? Genesis Wave okay, that I don't is 20 know. Bucks. Yeah, Finale is <laughs> yeah, twenty dollars. Right, and then Genesis okay, so Wave. Option. It's Genesis a wave solid is like a dollar. Sure, Genesis Wave. Oh, Genesis, Genesis Wave is wave. free. But okay, it's <laughs> it's XXX Green though. Yeah, so if you're, if you're in a deck that generates a lot mana. of mana. Then sure, or you're like an X spell deck, you know, or you have just like a lot of floating colorless. Sure, I I would say that. Okay, so let me let me look here. If you take a look at like on EDH Rec, right? Like, so let's just see how much Green Sun Zenith is getting played, right? Like, what's the percentage of that card? The card is eight percent, right? That is eight percent. We're not even gonna argue Genesis Wave because Genesis Wave, I think, to me, is a different card. So I would say that. Green Sun Twilight being only used at 3%. I actually, you know what? I think this could go up. I Down think vote. this could be, I think this is an oh, up vote for me. This Down is vote. so crim. Like, think of what you actually do with this, right? X is five, okay? For six mana, you look at the top five cards and put a creature from that into play. And a yeah, land. <laughs> or and a land, sorry. You get a land and a creature. Like, that's only that's... the top five cards of your library. And it also could yeah. be just, like, a bad creature, too. Like, what if you just, like, hit a wood elves or something? You don't even get something <laughs> so... good. It's like Coco, but, like, I mean, one card. Right? But you went up to... So let's say you did that. But o- it... only if you have a big thing in the top five cards. I mean, I, I'm like, you gotta like, like scroll getting... rack. You gotta combo this together, or you gotta Sylvan Library. You gotta do Ooh. something. If you have like an Oracle Muldai or so, or yeah, Sylvan Library, and you know the land, you have a land on top, you can pay two mana and you just rampant growth out the top land of your library. <laughs> oh, oh, snap. We played this as rampant growth. Is that, <laughs> is that what's going on here? <laughs> dude, it could work, dude. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I think this, this card is underrated at 3%. I agree. It is underrated. Right. You're, you're telling me that you think it's so bad. so high. I'm curious where it's Wait, you playing, think that's... But... Okay, okay. I, I think, think this card is like stone unplayable. I'm missing something. So I, I could get... So the, the comment was talking about... Um, what's the commander called? Magus Lucia Kane, which yeah. lets you add two colorless when casting a spell with X, and then it also doubles that. So I can see, like, you're trying to play Green Sun Zenith 8 to 9 or something, right? So that's why this yeah. card is in that deck. You want every if you just <laughs> If you remove that commander, I think this card is, like, doo-doo. Uh, is this is this so highly rated? No, it's 1. It's not even a pre-con card. I don't yeah, even know. I, I think 3% is very accurate. Like, obviously, if I'm running Magus Lucia King, this is a staple, you know? Yeah. Bellaby, yeah. Corrupted Observer is another one that gets sees a lot of play. Staple. But like, I don't know. Trash. Down. All right. Uh wait. So so two down votes, one up vote. So this one, this one going down. Uh Jim Vlad 116. Until they print Reckless Impulse with Flashback, Mishra's research desk uh, is a great emergency card advantage in red. So uh the research desk, one mana artifact. 
uh, pay one tap, sack it, exile the top two cards of your library, choose one of them until the end of your next turn, you may play that card, unearth one and a red. I think this card is 0% though. Yeah, actually, you know, this is rated. This is rated. <laughs> I think this is rated. I didn't know it was possible for a zero percenter. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't know it either. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, I, I, th- I think this is rated. Because, I mean, I see it all the time in standard, but in a 60-card format, I could see it being good. There's, But, like, why would I do this over, I don't know, like, Ren's Resolve or something like that? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's, there's just better things I could be doing uh, than playing this artifact that would then... Require me to p- play it, pop it, then uh, like you know unearth it, right? I, I w- yeah, like that's that's four mana e- like in total, or th- five mana because then you have to activate it, right? So it's two mana to look at the top two cards, choose one. So it's two mana to basically cycle, and then three mana to unearth it and do it again. This is like think twice with a little <laughs> like digging a little deeper, but artifact yeah. synergies. I'm uh, I'm gonna be a meanie and I'm gonna, saga. Say, I'm gonna say underrated. <laughs> I actually like this card. I just forgot it existed because there's too many cards. Where though? So like if if you care about artifacts really badly and you want to have as many artifacts in your deck and you care, especially if you want your, your artifacts to be sacrificed, I think this is pretty solid. So like it's not eggs? that bad, huh? Like an eggs deck? Yeah, like Maybe? an eggsy deck, and then also like prosper, like. If you care about uh, Pros- stuff Prosper, is- <laughs> okay, yes, it works with Prosper. Yes, it's also Does like it eleven though? cents. Would you, you would know? you actually put this in your Prosper deck? No, like, I know it, it theoretically works with Prosper. But Why would not it actually make the cut? Why not? It, uh, it casts stuff from exile. That's what you want to do, right? Because and it does it players like sixty other cards that are way better than it that you yeah. want to put in your deck. Well, okay, you cast it and you immediately sacrifice it for one mana. So that's two mana total. That's basically a Ren's resolve at that point. But you can also just like play it or then like, sacrifice it later on for just one mana investment. And then you unearth it and you could do it again. Like that's pretty good. That's not bad. Zero percent? Come on. <laughs> Under it just feels like it it's the always the like hundred and thirty first card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think it's like a this good a bomb or anything, but it's eleven cents. Come on, budget. But there's proof. better. Yeah, but even even budget, there's better. Ren's resolve is like ten cents. No, it's like I I feel red. No. You're never this desperate. This is like five mana draw two. I feel like we're never that desperate, and I feel like whatever synergies you have with the rest of your deck will never make up for the fact that it's five mana draw two. That's my gut intuition, but I'm sure we can come up with a deck where it actually works, but this seems a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah, there's a deck where it can go in, where it could work, but that doesn't mean that you want it in there. I think zero is probably about right. <laughs> oh, All right, I'll take my piece. <laughs> okay, two, two down votes. One up vote. Uh, Wildfire Awakener from Fresh Dibby Dibby. So, uh, X, one, red, white. It's a creature, human wizard. It's a 3-2, convoke. Uh, when an ETBs create X, one, one, red elemental creature tokens with whenever this creature becomes tapped, it deals one damage to target player. Whenever... <laughs> So you can convoke this thing out and make X elementals, and when those elementals become tapped, it deals one damage to target player. This is the same set. This is the March, but Commander. Yes, this is so, March of the Machines Commander. Like it was set. in the Convoke deck for reference in Castle of the Broken Halo, which is just the Convoke Commander. Yeah, this is interesting. I I kind of like it. But I'm also in agree agreement that one percent sounds about correct. If this, honestly, if this didn't make elementals, I'd probably like it a lot more. Uh, Wait, what's what's wrong with elementals? I don't like elementals. There, there's, I think that honestly, there's way other like so many more types that can like synergize well, like like humans, yada yada yada. If it made human bodies, it could go there. Uh, but let's say just Jeskai tokens or Boros tokens, like, sure, it's fine. 
Like I, I kind of like, I, I like the card. I think the card is sweet. One percent. You know what? One percent. Let's just say two percent. I think this could be two percent, <laughs> right? This could I mean, be two percent. Double. That's double. That's double. Uh, I mean, uh, huh. that's its best case scenario. So I, I, I think I'll. In reality, I think this is rated because this is dependent. On you having also all your stuff and not getting wiped yet. I think I think this is this is a this is a well placed one percent because it's a token maker, but it requires you to have a lot of tokens on the battlefield already to make those tokens. Because otherwise, it's very over. You need to convoke like five plus creatures already to make your tokens, and then you have a lot more tokens, and that's a good rate. That's that's fine. That's solid. But then if you don't have a board and you want to make tokens, this is real bad. So it's really good in the Convoke deck, which is literally what it was literally designed for the Convoke precon. That's That was its purpose. And I think it's very good there. It's in 95% of Castle decks. So I think EDHREC agrees. And then the rest, it's like, yeah, it has a couple spots here and there. It really, like, if you can, if you tap these elementals to Convoke stuff out, you're burning. So it's extra damage. It's great in that specific deck. And everything else is like, you can take it or leave it, honestly. 1%'s real real solid there. It's firmly in the 1%. Firmly 1%. It's solid. I don't underrated. think it's underrated. I am thinking it might be even overrated. Oh, so it's not even good in Kazla. So, so so you use this in a combo kill. If you do this in anything but not that's not a combo kill, I think you die. Like you don't want to make your tokens at sorcery speed and like pump out like 50 tokens because people will be like, oh my goodness. Uh, if you don't immediately convoke those tokens and kill someone, like you, there, no one's letting you untap with this. You can make tokens at instant speed, which is what you really want to be doing. Are there elemental token decks? Like, do we? Are there decks the that care is, the like, fact that they're elementals? Elemental, like maybe like in a like deck where it plays with like, like yeah, Omnath is fine, or or. Maybe you just can make enough tokens like Young Pyros and all of that stuff. And then you play like, Coat of Arms. Yeah. Like, like I feel you need to kill someone immediately or everyone's going to try to murder you when they see this happen. And the fact that it's sorcery speed makes it very difficult to to force through. So... You can definitely combo right. kill with it. Like there's yeah. uh there's that battle that like the backside is like all your spells have convoke and it's like super fun. And then you you pair that with like Jessica's will and every single time you cast a non-creature spell, you untap everything. So like you can kill people in one turn. And those all are colors that fit in Kazla, but like yeah, outside of that, it's like bleh. Bleh. Okay. So that that's three that's three rated. So I, I yeah. guess that, I guess that's a down vote, right? Yeah, that's a down vote. Uh, Bulger, Bulgertier of Mur Mormont. Mor I can't what? read this. Bulgertier <laughs> of Morum. That's just a that's just a user Reddit name, by the way. Oh. Uh, the card is opened away. Is a good card for so many EDH uh, builds, even land decks. It can be useful in many decks, and is such a good card. So open the way. X green green sorcery. X can't be greater than the number of players in the game. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal X land cards. Put those lands onto the battlefield tapped and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Underrated. Underrated? It's 2%. What is it? What, what, what is this? This is 2%? Underrated. Final offer. I think this card's good. Like, it's like, worst case, it's an explosive vegetation that gets, like, non-basics. And if you have three opponents, which you usually do, um, you can pay five mana and get three lands, and they're not basics again. So, like, if you're like in a gates deck or whatever, uh, then you're gonna be getting like three gates or like good utility cards and stuff like that, like Field of Dead and whatnot. Like, it just works. There's so many. There's so many different lands decks that like they care about utility lands that are not basics, and then just having a nice little ramp card that like, yeah, you don't get to tutor up those lands, but like five mana, get three of your sweet lands that your deck is built around, like Kazazon or whatever. That's real good. I like that. And then it's an X spell, so it works with those X commanders again. But I like it. I Do are we in the realm of just like get random lands for five mana? Yeah, <laughs> three random lands. <laughs> three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Random lands. Like, 
Like, is that better than, say, uh, Hour of Awakening or whatever? Hour of Promise. Hour of Promise. So five mana, search for two lands from your deck. Yeah. Uh, Three is better than two. They don't have to be basic. Three is better than two, but But you get to choose. Yeah. Choosing the two lands. And then the other one is like Explosive Vegetation and all their variants where you search for two lands. uh, Usually a forested type or uh basic type and then put them on the battlefield two percent sounds rated because in 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 this in a especially in a singleton format i want specific lands not random lands like Mm -hmm. like i i don't know i i think this is rated i think this is rated properly this card is so underrated. I didn't even know it existed. I'm gonna put it in every deck. <laughs> it's because so of the aftermath. Nobody bought aftermath, and so like silly. So like, who plays basics anymore, right? So the I fact do. that we can ramp hard without basics is really good. Tomer died on the inside. The fact that you can three mana ramp. So this is three mana ramp, or four mana ramp, or five mana ramp. It fixes your ramp curve, right? Like the the worst thing you could be doing is like. You have two explosive vegetation ramp spells in your hand or something, and then you have you're stuck on three mana. Right? Or the the opposite, you draw like four far seeks or something, right? And then you you're you're on like turn three, you have four mana, you're still far seeking, it feels bad. Like you want to be really snapping off explosive vegetations. So this being able to smooth out the ramp curve, uh getting non-basics, I will take so I I will definitely take two random non-basics over two basics. Uh, any day for one additional mana. Uh, so I really like open the way. And I, I play Hour of Promise on all my decks. I play Pure Zoom. I don't play any of the basic ramp anymore. Like I, I, I pay one more mana to do the non-basic one. The fact that this is five mana, get three lands, correct. is incredible. Correct. So I, not correct. I'm going to play this everywhere, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and the fact you can do three, you can Kodamas reach it, right? Like it's, well, you don't get the card draw, but you get to smooth out your curve. So... Yeah. Do you, I really okay, like I have a question. I have a question for this one. This versus Tempt with Discovery, which one's better? Tempt. <laughs> Tempt is way better, right? Grim is not. I... How is this even a clash? Every time we play Tempt, it's like four mana, ramp four. <laughs> like, get your land combo. No, it's not. Get the, no, get the not. Coffers Vesuva Urbor <laughs> combo out on the battlefield right here. <laughs> It's not though. It's not because I, I I think that I think this card. Oh, but then it's the problem here is you will always tempt people because that is yeah. I th- I guess tempt because you know there most people will always take the land no matter what, or some people will just take the land anyways. And then you just paid four mana to get two lands of your choice. So like even if you just got one land from the initial cast and one other person gets it, that's still two lands. So I guess yeah, tempt. Yeah, I think tempt is cracked too. But this one's kind of fun. I don't know. I want to try it. I, I I've never cast a spell before. So disclaimer, so searching is more powerful because you can do this. So you can always tempt up an ancient tomb or a temple of the fall. Like if you get a single land, you can still get two mana. Out it's of always feel of the dead. It's always so you, yeah, but, you, but like. You, you can catch up, right? Like, you can get the same effect of mana as attempt on one land versus random two lands coming off open the way. Uh, and then there's just random upside of Seth being at the table and then you get to do whatever <laughs> yeah. you want. <laughs> but I think open the way is criminally underrated. I think the Seth like, effect. Explosive vegetation should go out and open the way come in. And then we all play like zero basics or one if you suspect a path to exile player sitting around somewhere and you could just play everything you can't get mdfc's off this which may be actually a positive so you don't waste your mdfc by ramping it out so i really like this uh next card from ray symmetry matrix is a lot better than it reads Let's see how it reads. Four mana artifact. It's from Brothers War. Whenever a creature with power equal to its toughness enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, draw a card. No way. I love this card. This is some tough deck building here. I love <laughs> you gotta, this card. You gotta build the deck and you gotta look at how many of these things happen. This is, this is for go-wide decks. This is like if you're making one-ones or whatever or four-fours or whatever. Like It's literally just... It's literally it's just Mentor of the Meek, 
but yeah. colorless. And it works for even bigger creatures too. But like yep. it's basically just mentor the meek, just in an artifact form. And <laughs> it's like I don't I don't like this in decks that have like a lot of really good card draw options, but like if you're in like Boros or whatever and you really want like I have it in I had it in general Ferris Rockerick and Othari most recently. They just poop out tokens and they all trigger symmetry magic. Yes, you have to pay one for it each time. So it's kind of like I think it's like an upgraded mind's eye for decks that want more card draw. That's where where I'm at with it. It's it's mentor than me, but it's yeah, it's like it's like mind's eye it's for a, this is a zero percenter, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's I think it's underrated. I don't think it's like you don't want this to be in your deck at, at the at the end of the day, budgetless. <laughs> But like not what you want to hear, but yeah, okay. I think it's much better than zero percent. I feel people just like forgot that this card existed or just didn't read it properly. <laughs> it's an uncommon from Brothers War, so maybe people don't even know about it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think this is kind of rated, dude. Zero <laughs> percent. Gosh. <laughs> Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but uh, I, I do feel like it's very much so rated. <laughs> like, every every token deck should be playing this. No? Especially if you're a Convoke deck. You should definitely be playing this. Well, like, if I have access to, like, Doesn't that just Toski, put it above zero? If I have access to, like, Toski, <laughs> I'm not running this card. But if I don't have access to, like, Tox, Toski and Coastal Piracy nonsense, then I want this card. I want to draw cards. Has to be creature what about with power. Like, I feel there are non-token decks that can play this. Like you just look at your deck list and you're like, actually, like 75% of my creatures are like XX. Then you just chuck it in there. Just like mentor, right? You're like, actually, all my creatures are weenies. Let me just throw a mentor in there and like call it a day. So I, I think you gotta do that check with this card. You think it's like actually- one mana more for a hardier mentor of the meek? Isn't that worth it? It's not mentor of the meek, though. It's like why, why is Mentor so better. much better than this? It's three mana. It's reoccurable okay. uh, because it's on a body. Sure, if you're an artifact deck, you can bring this back. But then, why do you need this? Uh, like, true. like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it uh, it doesn't get swept up with the damnation. You can rebuild. Mentor dies with it, right? But you can reanimate Mentor with a Dusk Dawn or something later. But I think this is in the realm of mentor levels, no? I mean, yes. look, what what is what is the play what is the what is mentor's play rate here? Well, remember that mentor might have a spiked play rate also because mentor 7%. Meek, yeah. Mentor is a 7%er. Yeah. This is a zero. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not even super happy with mentor the meek in 2023 because I just don't like paying mana to draw cards. I want to draw cards for free. <laughs> <laughs> but but like honestly, I still run mentor in a lot of my white decks that don't have access to like it, all my white and Boros decks, I usually run Mentor. All my white and Boros decks, I'm going to be running some Metro Metrics. I don't know. Welcoming so, so vampires. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Baragond. And a lot vampires. of the problems I have with Mentor is like my creatures get pumped beyond the Mentor range. Mm-hmm. And then it's like super scuffed, right? But this thing. Yo, this, works this is still. great for you. Yeah, I'm actually thinking this is. Yeah, really you gotta j- trust me. Trust me. Like General Ferris Rockerick has the same issue. Your tokens that you're pooping out are four four, so you can't you can't draw cards off uh, welcoming vampire mentor than me. But this one does. This one does it. Maybe maybe it is underrated because like like yeah okay I'll say bar of zero percent zero percent bar of zero percent that's like un like that's uh, you know what I I could see that it could go in a deck. Hell yeah! Or, <laughs> it, 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 I, yeah the, the bar is so low that we just have to convince Crypt to be at one percent. So yeah, like like yeah, I mean, can it make it to one percent? I don't, I, I don't think the it, it should go up point zero 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 one percent counts. <laughs> Will you give it a one percenter? Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll take one percent. I don't know. Like, Seth's still up. playing Mind's Eye in twenty twenty three. You telling me this isn't good enough? <laughs> That's Dude, why I was I, cautious I, about I, giving my endorsement <laughs> to this because I'm like, oh, I heard the comment section already. Be like, well, Tomer hates Mind's Eye, but he likes this one. Well, this one costs one less mana, and you get to get it on your turn, not have to wait for your opponent's turn to draw your cards. So you can use your cards immediately. That's why. That's why comment section. That's why. I don't know if I can give this a whole percent, dude. Like, like I <laughs> come on. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, sure, sure. All right, yeah, for the benefit of 
Yeah, okay. You know what? Yeah. All right. Sure. It doesn't even matter what your opinion is. <laughs> yeah. We already got, we already got votes already. Yeah. Do, do you want to toe the line? Do you want to join us here? Be part of the cool group? Sure. <laughs> do you want sure. to rebel? <laughs> I guess. Okay. Last card. Uh, from Castradal Liars, Irenicus's Vile Duplication. I, I think this so, card... Four mana sorcery. Create a token that's a copy of target creature you control, except it has flying and isn't legendary if that creature is legendary. This card is uncommon from Baldur's Gate. Mm -hmm. This card is absolutely correct. It's a very good card. But and at this point though, like I'm surprised it's only three percent. I think this card should is severely underrated. This should be up around like like seven to like nine percent. Like this card is very good. I I have to agree with Krim because there's there's so many there's so many of my decks that the best card in my deck is my commander, right? Like that's that's just like typical for the format where like you build in a deck around your commander, you're building your deck to make your commander shine, right? And a lot of the times having a second commander on the battlefield just means it's just more broken and like half the half my blue decks i would say half of them unless i'm like a voltron strategy or something i care about commander damage or something like that where i don't actually need a secondary a second version of my commander most of the time having a second commander my second value engine on the battlefield is just busted and so like it's almost boring how good this card is that like half the time most of the times when i'm looking at my blue decks it would it be better to have ironicus vile duplication the answer is usually yes this card is silly. <laughs> Same with yeah. Sakashima, like the partner Sakashima thing. Like that one's also silly good too. Like all those things like copy your commander and just ignore the legend rule. Broken. I'm torn on this. So on one hand, it is extremely good in your in you know in certain decks. Like even if it's not your commander, like all the good creatures nowadays are legendary. So the fact that you can clone them is very important. And also flying, just as random upside, you, you're now, you know, you have a flying blocker, you have something with evasion you can hit with, stuff like that. But do you play this or do you just play random generic clone? Because there is the case where your deck fails to function. You mm. can't get the piece out and then you're holding this thing in your hand. Uh, with a clone, you can copy your opponent's bomb card and like crawl your way back into the game. So... Do you play generic four mana clones or do you play duplication? Like it's the same like glass pool mimic, phantasmal. Actually, phantasmal image you can copy your opponents, but like glass pool mimic stuff that lets you copy your creatures but at a discount versus paying a bit more to copy your opponents. That I'm unsure of. I think it's like high risk, high reward. Because obviously, if you can't have your commander stick, then this card is really gets a lot worse. <laughs> and then just like an average clone, <laughs> but like. I don't know. Once you get that, once you get the commander on and you get to cast this, it's just like so many decks are just like super powered at that point. Underrated for me. I think it's criminally Crim underrated. Criminally, criminally underrated. underrated. Yeah. Criminally like, underrated. I, I think it's underrated. This should be about, this should be about us again. Like it is at 3%. This is a like at least 7%. At least. I think this card is so good. Mm hmm. It's also a spell, which could be relevant, like a lot. So there are a bunch of clones that are creatures, and then a bunch of clones that are spells. So the fact that this is a spell might be relevant for certain decks as well. Yeah. Yep. Being able to copy, like, ha like having pingers that cast off, like, a non-creature or something like that. Uh, I played in my Gearson Starn deck, thus doubling Gearson Starn. Uh, like, yeah, this card is just very good. You can also fizzle the spell, which you can't fizzle on a creature clone, right? Sure. Like in response to this, they, they kill the creature. Yeah, like sometimes uh, like the yeah. spark doubles and stuff, it's better because it's on a creature as opposed to being a spell, but like, I don't know. Whatever. Actually, may this be berated. There's a lot of good clones. Now that we talk about it, like spark double, Sakashima, Phantasmal Image, Pyrexia Metamorph. But those like how many clones copy... can you possibly... Those can't copy running? your commander. Well, Sakashima can't copy can. Your commander. Sakashima yeah. can. But yeah, also, because it's can. a spell, that's quite a benefit, right? Because what's blue do best? Cast its spells yep. again. All right, you've convinced me I flip-flop. <laughs> Underrated. I think this <laughs> should be like 10%. I agree with Krim. Like, this card, this card is 
Probably the most underrated out of all all of the cards. Yeah, we, I, yeah, don't, I don't even know. What, I'm actually. What, what, what does a 10% card even look like? What is a I'm 10% shocked. card? I, I am legitimately know. shocked this is only 3%. Let me look at a 10% sorcery. Actually, 10% is pretty. What's like a 10% okay. blue card? Vindicate, Night Whisper, Dive All, Damnation is a 10%. Vindicate. Gamble is a 10%. Harmonize is 11%. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, Maybe it is a 10%er. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So uh, that's our take. Uh, have we managed to shift the Reddit thread around? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on these cards. You can actually go to the thread and uh, try to upvote or downvote your way and manipulate this. Um, also, downvote and- is not a disagree button. <laughs> that's no, what no, Reddit says not- officially. That's what Reddit nobody uses We all the- use it the right way. Yeah. We don't agree. Uh, we downvote and we upvote if we agree. <laughs> I want to know also Once in the in comment while, section. If we disagree, but it's very well written, we might upvote. <laughs> yeah. I want to know in the comment section what's your your most underrated cards because we might do a react on the comment section next time. Yeah. I think spreading this is play, new underrated cards, which play. is why you see yeah. a lot of the cards from March of the Machine, Brothers War, etc. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so yeah, let's March of the, the comments. March of the Machines. Just do that. Just, it's all March of the Machine stuff. Aftermath. Aftermath is oof. Chef's kiss. That, that's too that's too common you gotta go march of the machine commander then, then no one knows what any of the cards are <laughs> just just pick new capenna commander cards and i will never have read any of those cards i swear i did a video on them okay. i don't remember so let us know in the comments and then we'll see you all back here next week see ya <laughs>